Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Mornings are hard. Your sports radio show doesn't have to be. I'm so happy you guys are still alive. I am excited. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. It's gonna be a good day with DA. Hey, duh. I do love the duh. Happy being alive day. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna have a good day. Nobody's gonna cry today. Bogish is here in a Fordham shirt today. Hey, it's 66 degrees a week before the 4th of July today. Hey, gonna rain all weekend. Still can't go in my pool today. Hey, love making that payment every month today. Hey, gonna get to use it one month this summer today. Hey, if you're lucky. Gonna be a good day. Hey, Carlos wearing the ugliest Yankee hat I've ever seen today. Hey, it's not a Yankee hat. Carlos going to continue eating underneath the monitor today. Hey. Camera doesn't work today. Hey. Yeah, Cap just kind of scolded me. Saying what? For like foot tap of the camera. All I thought I did was knock it off of line. Cap's really angry like, today. Cap put on his nasty pants today. Well, Cap lost the camera. That, that'll that make him really angry. It's been a Cap, long week for Cap us. came out of bed, saw his clothes laid out, and said, I'm choosing the nasty pants. Put those on today. Carlos, that's not a Yankee hat. No. What is it then? It's all it's a watercolor mark. It's from a designer. You're talking. You're talking about. It says NY. It almost looks like a Hartford Whaler logo. Agreed. Had sexual well, relations with a Yankee NY logo on it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody should be sued for copyright infringement. And I don't know if you know this, Carlos. We're kind of on a New York embargo around here. I'm gonna get a piece of tape and cover it. Okay. Yeah. I uh, cursed at Boomer this morning. Yeah. I'm a good team player, but then during the show, I agree with them because I do in reality. <laughs> Broad. Oh, this Jeez. is going to work really well. <laughs> I forgot my role. Not oh, a good actor. Man. Well, the family of Scoot Anderson had to have been feeling a little stung by the Hornets last night as Charlotte. It's you know, not funny. Charlotte brought this brought us into their web of thinking last night. It's as not they, funny. Okay. <laughs> Morty, needs, Morty needs to get some reps in. He needs some work. Okay. Do you want to start this segment? No, please go ahead. Okay. Yeah. The Hornets have taken Brandon Miller, 
the much maligned college prospect who we just spent an entire March Madness debating the ethics of whether he should have been even able to play following the gun incident that left somebody dead. Okay, whether he was his gun, whether he brought the gun, we don't need to go down that path again. But look, we're, if you're listening to the show, you're a sports fan, you're aware of now by the incident of Brandon Miller. He goes number two overall. Major risk, you would think, to know that he's going to, you know, not be in trouble. And that was like a one-time thing where maybe wrong place, wrong time, whatever. The question, though, is we spent a long time, if you cared about NBA draft stuff and mock stuff, with the idea that Victor Wembanyama was so far and above the number one pick in the draft that it was like unbelievable, best prospects since LeBron. We've heard all of that. But it felt like for a long time pre-February, like if you were into this stuff last fall, winter, uh, summer, that Scoot Henderson basically would be the number one overall pick in any draft that didn't have Victor Wembanyama over like the last few years. And and certainly was the number two pick in this draft. It's where right. NBA TV, and even maybe they set the game up because of it. They they played each other. Yeah. Scoot played Wembanyama. They're two teams. They played a game. And it was on national television, on cable, because of what we thought was basically locked in. I feel even at the lottery, people were just like, okay, so Scoot's number two. And the lottery was at the beginning of the playoffs, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's that's the beginning of April. And Brandon Miller could be an athletic wing, could shoot the three. Like, he certainly has the size to play in the NBA. And, look, I mean, people really thought he was a top three talent. People thought he was the third best player. Right. So, we might be splitting hairs here. It's not a knock on Brandon Miller's ability, but... It seems to me, yesterday there was a lead-up. There was a Shams versus Woj lead-up. Shams started reporting all day that, hey, I think, or it feels like Scoot Henderson could go number two here. After it was reported the day before, and then throughout the process yesterday by Woj, the pick is going to be Brandon Miller. Mm -hmm. Very rare you get two, like, insiders going head up on opposite takes on who's going to go. Woj won out in this case. You know... If the Hornets were settled, as Jonathan Gavoni put out, they knew for at least a month they were taking Brandon Miller. If they made this decision strictly because of LaMelo Ball and the worry that you can't play LaMelo Ball and Scoot Henderson on the floor at the same time, it's a massive mistake. And it's not to diminish LaMelo Ball, who wasn't that long ago. He was one of the top prospects in a draft. But in the NBA, when you suck... The only way to get better, regardless of position, is to go get yourself players with high ceilings, great players. You will figure it out. And if that means in two years, you see that Scoot Henderson was a way better player than LaMelo Ball, but they're not working together, well, guess what? LaMelo Ball could be moved for more prospects, and you figure out the best way to build your team. You cannot approach drafts, and the Hornets feel like they've sucked forever especially in the NBA, I think even more so than the NFL, drafting based on who's on your roster now, especially in the top five. Now, you want to tell me you want to make a call like that at 19, 20, 21, better fit to help you immediately because you're, Mm -hmm. in that point, a contending team. Different story. When you're at the top of this draft, you're usually a dog food team. You can't be passing on a potential Hall of Fame-type talent in Scoot Henderson for a really good Brandon Miller because you think what it makes you really good next year, you got to be thinking big picture. And I can't help but 
think this is the potential to really blow up in the Hornets' face. Yeah, the Hornets um, are a, a what you say call them a dog food, a dog yeah. poop team. Yeah. Like that's that's what they are, unfortunately. And they're in the middle of being sold as well. They're completely nondescript. They need the best possible players, and most people, maybe by a slimmer margin, think that it's Scoot Henderson. Right. I think the Hornets got this wrong. Not that I think Brandon Miller is not going to be a good player, but like. I think Scoot's going to be a better player. Right. And there's more alarm, alarming things in the Brandon Miller scouting report. And not even, This is just basketball because that's clearly where the NBA conversation was. And we asked um, Mike Vorkanov and I think Adam Finkelstein about this yesterday. You know, where is the NBA on the very serious situation in Alabama? And for the most part, the NBA seems to be okay with whatever is coming down the pike in this regard from Brandon Miller. These are basketball discussions. And... Brandon Miller was an elite college basketball player, but the elite part of being an NBA player maybe is not something he can do. He's not the best athlete. He's not an elite get-to-the-rim finishing kind of guy. He's got a unique skill set, but I think Scoot's the better player, and I think the Hornets had to take, as you said, just best player, not for need, not for fit, and they're going to regret it. Now, they might regret it because Brandon's a good player, but not a Scoot Henderson player. I don't think... We're not talking about bust or boom here. Right. It's just that I think Scoot's going to be the better, more impactful well, player for the next decade, and they had a chance to take him, and they didn't. Right. The Rockets certainly didn't regret taking Hakeem Olajuwon, but Michael Jordan went, <laughs> went after him. You know, you can only hope that for these teams that right. it's that kind of stuff. Um, there have been drafts in the pit, right? I mean, uh, the Pistons got very lucky. They were able to win a championship after drafting Darko Milicek in, what, in a draft <laughs> that featured— Carmelo. Carmelo and even Dwayne Wade who went right. a little bit later on as well. They got fortunate, still still hung a banner from that. You can make a mistake and at the top of the drift and survive, but the Hornets certainly haven't shown that they will be that kind of team and that organization. So it'll be really fascinating. And look, I can't pretend to say that I've seen a ton of Scoot Henderson play. Uh, I'm not going to be that guy, but I mean, all I know is all I heard was Victor and Scoot for months and months and months, and I hadn't heard draft talk like that for the NBA during football season. Uh, in forever, Bogues. It felt right. like such a big deal, so it feels jarring. And especially to use a second pick on a guy who ended up being in, like, societable slash legal trouble not that long ago, too. Right, and... And with what's going on with John Morant! Right, right. So there's, I mean, there's... I don't... Clearly, Brandon, um, he was not unpickable. No no team got to that conclusion. Nobody was even close to that kind of thought, which I, which I sadly, and maybe, cor- I guess, correctly in some certain ways, like, I expected this, right? I did did not think that what happened in Alabama was going to affect him, and it didn't affect him at all. No matter what else is going on, no matter what you think about situations, how you want to judge the specific decisions or not that he made that evening, this was always going to come down to basketball. And he's just the number, I mean, he, he basically, he maxed out his pick last night yeah, because he was never going to be number one, so you go number two. That was the absolute ceiling, and he hit it. And he's, I think he's going to be a good player, but I think the Hornets took the wrong good player at number two. But then that set up the fascination of, to me, that's best-case scenario for the Blazers at number three because there's going to be teams who go, oh, man, I can get Scoot still? Yes. So let's talk trade Portland, and for now, wow. the Blazers have Scoot next to Dame Lillard. And if you're listening out in Oregon, just know we're going to get to a Blazer opinion on that and whether Lillard should want to stay, uh, whether Scoot actually gets traded as a result of this. 
we will talk about all of that, but it does set up a wild uh, chain of events. Now, last night, I mean, insert same take every year here. I still don't understand, and I will maybe the thing I understand the least as a sports fan at 36 years old, folks. The thing I understand the least, and not tennis, not got not stuff that I barely watch. I'm talking about the four, the core four sports here in this country. Why we can't handle the NBA draft like the NFL draft? Why these guys have to actually be selected by teams that are going to play for and put on the hats? Although they did announce more trades last night during the draft than I'm, did. than I'm used to. But who got picked by the Pacers, and he put on the Pacers, I was almost immediately traded. It was the other French guy. Oh, it, yes. It was uh, Victor Wembanyama's teammate. Yeah, Koulibaly. Right. Yeah. What are we doing? Why? And I didn't even like, understand. I, like, like the basis of it, why does it have to be that way? Yeah. I mean, it, it used to be worse, though. Remember, they didn't yeah. even acknowledge it at all. Yeah. So at least I, I will give them some points for realizing how dumb it was and switching it up. But, yeah, like, they're still going to li- – they still create a situation where you got a guy talking about getting to play with Benedict Mather in Indiana, and he's never going there. So bizarre. So bizarre. I mean, look, let's be real. Adam Silver, I still find him very overrated. We're going to have an in-season tournament, which is blows my mind. It's nauseating. Maybe that's the reason I'm leaving. I don't want to have to act like the in-season tournament's a big deal. Oh, Except when the Knicks oh, and Nets no, are in it, baby. Right. The only championship they'll win. Hmm. I mean, Carlos, where did you grow up? Chicago. Oh, you did grow up in Chicago? Yes. Damn it, that kills my buzz. Six championships. I thought he grew up in Queens. I was there for all of them. No, that was me. Well, timeout. You were there for all of them. You're basically my age. Yes, I moved to New York when I was 16. Right. And I, I was a very young kid as you were for all of them. I mean, you definitely would appreciate, the la- like me, the last three more than the first three. Yeah, of course. I remember the last three. The, the first three were kind of hard. Yeah, I, I bear, no, I can't even pretend I remember the first three. I'm not going to pretend to say I remember B.J. Armstrong highlights. Like, no, I was like five. Mm. But I was there for all of them suggestions, sitting there in the arena and yeah, heartbeat. But then again, I remember like everything about the Rangers 94 run and I was seven. So who am I to say? Yeah, I mean, I remember the 86 Mets and I was six turning seven. And then... Yeah. I was a Bulls fan in Queens growing up, so at 11, 12, 13. So what's the first year? Five, six, seven? What? That you really think you can remember your sports memories. For me, I I mean, I remember certain things about, like, 90, I guess 94 would be my first year. Baseball strike was a big deal. Like, I, I vividly remember where I was for all this stuff. Seven years old? Uh, yeah, for me, it was, I was a little older, but 94 was probably the first. And a little bit of the... Uh, you know, the Blue Jays in yeah. the early 90s. Yeah, so that would align because you're a couple years, what, two years older than me? Yeah, yeah. So that would align. Yeah, I don't remember any of the Blue Jays stuff, so yes. But then your mind also plays tricks on you because you see those clips so much. Yeah. It makes you, you think, think that, that you, you remember yeah. it live. But but I do, I'm able to close my eyes for moments through the night. I remember the 94 strike, the 94 rolls, the 94 Rangers. I remember being at certain games. Right. Like, I remember my, my grandfather woke me up yeah. to watch the end of game seven of the 86 Warriors. Yeah. I was six and I had right. fell asleep. Right, so it, like that's the thing. You might trick yourself by seeing clips, but if you can remember where you were for certain moments, yeah. then I consider that you were a part of that. And you remember. Yeah, I, rem- I, I remember the the the, the Twins Braves World Series, the uh, first one, the, the second 80s. one. So that's ninety one. Yeah, that was my first. Reel. Okay, and that was on. I believe that was on CBS. I remember the Sean whole- McDonough, right? Yeah, and McCarver, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. And then the two Blue Jays. Those were the first big. 
moments. I, I remember then the Knicks and then the 94 and then all that. See, here's a weird memory. Now, one of those series, the Braves and Twins, was definitely on ABC. Yes. Because I remember the next morning somebody from the Twins being on Good Morning America. I believe it was the, the first one. To talk about it. Because How I, strange is that? Yeah, because I, I believe the second one was on CBS, and I think they were going back and forth. And the, the, the second... How weird is that? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. What? I, I had just glanced over. I haven't been active in this Twitch chat all day. I just Something just caught my eye. Is your mom awake? I Enough with my mom. I can't see it. She's, by the way, not going to be built for my career move either. I can already tell by some of the decks I've gotten. Backwards Brian twitches in. Why is Pete wearing a big coat in the summertime? Is it that cold in there? <laughs> I saw He's it. making me sweat just looking at him. Now, Backwards Brian, can I defend Pete for a second? I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt today. I am freezing in here. Yeah. It's cold in the studio. Well, and I, it's I, only 66 degrees in New York today. No, no wonder why people get sick around here. I walk in here, it's steaming. <laughs> and then and then, and then, then I, I try to turn down the, uh, the uh, turn up the air conditioner one degree, and then it becomes a, a, t- becomes a meat locker. You get this. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. So that's why I'm wearing wearing a jacket. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm sweating just looking at him. Yeah, you training for a fight back there? You trying to make weight? I wish. Pete had it with people today. I... Put it this way, it was. I woke up, I did a little tinkle at about 2 o'clock in the morning, I looked over my phone, I had a couple of Twitter mentions, and it was Pete fighting with people. So I, uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, everyone thinks they know everything without uh, reading the facts. Learn the facts and then, then make it a, uh, an opinion, not a stupid one. This is the best. The best. Learn the facts, you'll arrive back at the same conclusion, but then we can argue. Right. <laughs> at least you'll be less dumb. <laughs> right, at least you won't be totally stupid. <laughs> All right, we come back. Bowling for Moop? It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. It's a brain cat, brain cat, oh. That's a little Canadian bacon preview for you. And what song is that that you're singing? Isn't that the uh, Tom Petty song? Kitty cat, kitty cat, oh. Pussy cat, pussy cat, whoa. No, you're not getting that? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. EA on CBS Sports Radio. It is the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, an interesting tweet. One I hadn't pondered. Pete's going to love this. So let's let it marinate over us. Our friend Moose, who runs the Up the Gut Instagram page. By the way, thanks for that was a nice post he gave me. He tweets at me and Bogues. I got to thinking yesterday. Why no mention of DA's estate to host next year's listener event? Millions of acres of space. <laughs> There's Pete. Deck with an awning. Sleeping bat door prizes, a grill, a smoker, coolers of craft beer, wildlife for the kids to interact with. Perfect. Huh. Let's play the game. Good tweet, bad tweet. Great tweet. Great tweet. Carlos? Fantastic tweet. Huh. Boy, that would be something. DA figuring out how to get an Uber with no phone service by him to get Gordon out of there because he can't take the same story 16 times. <laughs> now, one of the initial problems... I know where you're going. Maybe not. Um, DA does have a sloped front yard. Oh, okay, maybe not. So people will fall down that? Yeah, just don't have your wives think they can fly a kite while running uphill on it. Like <laughs> me and Pete had to deal with. <laughs> Our t- our two wives we love very much. Very dopey moments. <laughs> Why is it not working? Well, there's no wind and you're going uphill. Right. So <laughs> Let's have lunch. <laughs> I brought blueberry pie. Here would be my issue with that. We DA's are, house? Yeah, we were lucky. <laughs> we are lucky with one microphone and Comrex to work inside at the same time a camera works at DA's house. Could you imagine bringing higher-level equipment with four microphones and video equipment outside his house with his internet connection and having it work? And then you have bears running around. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't even thinking about technology. Just DA's favorite part of Bob's Bar's show is that it's Bob's Bar. He can leave. He can show up at 5.55, and at 12.30 or 1.30, he is gone. (laughs) He does not want anyone at his house. Oh, boy. Just which, like I don't either. Which, again, I want to be a part of this show going forward in some way, shape, or form. I want the Bob's Water Show. It's one of my favorite days of the year. But I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm not here full time, you jerks are all staying till the bitter end. And you're helping Nance Windex the patio, too. I've been thinking about this. Um, clearly, this needs to be like a Shauna Palooza day where we do our show and then it slowly fades into your show so that Evan and Tiki have to clean up. At like seven o'clock on could Friday. You imagine, could you imagine if Knockout Neil is there through Evan and Tiki? You can mm. do cross, cross he might fall through. The, he might fall through the bar. Might get some merchandise. Oh. So there'll be people there. By the way, did I, I did I read on the air? Or was it not for air that Knockout Neil sent me a DM? A severely apologized. No, you you mentioned it. Okay, and he did not have to do this, but he said because he has the address. Scarily enough, I'm sending your parents an apology gift on Amazon. Right, the gift has come. Okay, I have not seen it. I don't know what's put it. To, I just know what it is. Do we want to play? Guess the gift. Guess the apology gift. I can't play this because I saw a picture of it. Nancy sent it. Of what Neil sent? Yeah. I haven't even seen a picture of it. No, she I, sent you. I, I thought she, she might have sent it on Facebook to all of us. 
Oh, I didn't look at that. No, yeah. I didn't get it on She Facebook. also keeps asking me for email. I don't know she why. She might have sent it to me. She okay. has a better relationship with Pete than she does with you. Can you message her your email, please? Yes, I will. All right. So do you want to guess, Bogues, without looking? Um. So it's from Amazon, right? Yeah. So it's not necessarily personalized. It's going to be some kind of rum chata, like, gift setup. Like, oh, no, you can't buy Amazon. No, you look can't buy that on Amazon. Um, boop, 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 boop. Boop, 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 boop. It's me doing game show music. Yeah, boop, this feels boop, like boop, when my kid asked for, like, who was the best second baseman in 1964. Um, I don't know. I got a pass. Carlos, any guess? Here we go. I was, I was thinking on the same lines of bogus, but you can't get alcohol on Amazon, so I was thinking just, like, beer glasses, you know, something nice to, like, drink out of. Close. She told me coffee mug. Mug? That's what I was told. Singular? Now, did it have anything on it, Pete? Did. It was some. I, I think it was some offensive. <laughs> Hang on. Are you serious? I looked at it briefly yesterday. Does, does it say sorry I slept? <laughs> what? Is it about tacos or meat? Hold on. on. So Hold I definitely on. didn't get it, bro. You got it. I didn't. Oh, this is unbelievable. Pete has the pic. I don't have it. My mom didn't send it to me. She doesn't like you. She loves you. She doesn't like you. Okay, I have it here. All right, says, what is it? It says, I'm sorry. I would try and offer an explanation for what I did, but there are no excuses. This is on a mug. Um, my intentions are all good. Don't. I can't see the whole thing. How tall is the mug? What? He wrote a paragraph on the mug. Yeah, only my only my poor choices. I absolutely take responsibility for the pain I have caused you. <laughs> Oh, no. That's what it says on the mug. Oh, on the mug? Yes. See, on the mug? I didn't know this. I, Could I you imagine waking up every day to have your coffee or your Swiss Miss hot chocolate and you have to read the same apology? There's some from, other things. From Nugget Neal. There's other things on there? Yeah, I don't know if this is... <laughs> There's a there's another uh, glass that has like a, like a top, like you would put in like a... Uh, uh, a, a, a boat in a, in, a, in a glass like that. that you lost me. <laughs> if you make a ship in a glass, if you make it a ship in a glass, that top. Okay. Oh, that the, type the cork. Top. The cork. Yeah. Okay. The cork. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, guys, when you make a ship in a glass, you got to put the thing on the top to keep the ship boat? inside okay. the bottle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one says, "Sorry, I'm a dumbass," with Eeyore on it. <laughs> so he was still drunk when you bought all these things. <laughs> And, and then, oh, this is the one that's offensive. Well, not offensive, but it says a word I can't say. Um, I, it's a candle. Okay. I hope this candle smells better than the blank I put you through. <laughs> is that from scripted fragrances? <laughs> this is his apology? He said these three things with those sayings on yep. them? Yep. So this he, is amazing. And, and, and um... <laughs> Uh, hang on, let me see. There's so another... he went to Amazon, just searched like "I'm sorry" gifts. There's a there's a there's a note. A note too. Yeah, because it says, "Dear Bob, Bob and Nancy, I sincerely apologize for my inexcusable behavior. Please accept these gifts as a token of my remorse. Tell Sean that I'm deeply sorry, and he deserves better. Enjoy retirement, Bob, from Neil. Neil. Oh my God. Oh, my God. So when I started this segment, I just thought you guys were going to guess I was going to tell you, oh, he sent the coffee mug. I had no idea that Pete was going to tell us that this stuff was on there. Could you? First of all, that, like, I, I do appreciate anybody owning up to something they did. So I, I do sincerely think that's great of Neil. He did not have to send those at all. 
I just could not imagine going on Amazon, knowing I messed up, thinking, what can I get these people, and writing a paragraph apology on a coffee mug. How does my mother drink out of the cake cup? You know, you put that in the machine out of that coffee cup. I don't know what's worse, the initial behavior or the gifts. The gifts. I think the gifts. The gifts gifts are worse. I think you're right, Carlos. The gifts exacerbated the original act. And because there's now you're four always, of them. And you're always going to be reminded of what he did. Nobody's ever going to be able to forget it now. She had a whole gift suite of I'm sorry's. Now, I am going to push back on you on this. Because you guys didn't have to deal with it as much as me and Pat Boyle did, especially Pat after a while. The actions were still far worse. I mean, far worse. Yeah, I did get a tongue in my ear. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. I understand <laughs> that. But, like, the A, that there's one of these things exist but that he sent multiple of them to your mom. And you're right. Like, who is going to drink out of a mug that has a paragraph apology on it? And inherently, this is the problem with the Bob's Bar Show. (laughs) These people have my parents' address forever. (laughs) We almost have to sell the house. So going back to Moose's tweet, (laughs) this is why DA has not mentioned a DA estate. Right. What, does DA need to be sent mugs that say, pull my finger? I mean, no. He's not going to give out his address to you guys. DA will rent a house before he lets anybody in his real house. For every moist pork, there's a knockout kneel. Like, the, the risk-reward is so right. difficult. And why, unfortunately, if there is a Bob's Bar event, I have to get out of this town. There ha- it has to be ticketed. It has to be. Yeah. I don't know how much more we could grow it beyond next year. It has to be ticketed. We have two choices. We make it, we limit it like that in some way, or... We build a mock Bob's bar somewhere else, like on a sound stage. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, you have to have Silver a, Cup Studios. Exactly. And then we do it there, like we're actually, me, oh, yeah, this is Bob's bar, but then it's a set, no big deal. We go home, nobody, if Knockout Neil dies, he dies. It's a yeah. ticketed thing, and you have to hire security. Yeah. Not look, security? Yes. Would you do that job, Pete? Well, well, I, I, Pete would be the first one hitting the deck if something happened. I would need to get paid for that. I, I could do it for free. By the way, Neil, thank you. I cannot wait for my uh, my daughter's four years to find that mug in the back of my lolly and pop-pops cabinet and drink hot chocolate from there. So thank you. And the boat cork thing. So expertly explained by Pete. Okay. <laughs> now, I didn't, even get to, I didn't even get to bowling for Moop. Should I do that real quickly? I'd yeah. like you to get to Moop. Moop is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, th- I, think I meant Mope. Bogues, this is your story. Why don't you explain the story? This I hope everyone has seen this by now because – it's a remarkable story, and maybe you've had a bad couple of days. Maybe your favorite radio co-host is leaving, and you mm. needed to pick me up. This story is unbelievable, and like many other things, it's perfect for this show. Stephen F. Austin, who we've learned from college basketball, the Lumberjacks, they also have a bowling team, a women's bowling team. The head coach of the women's bowling team is a female. Her husband is an assistant coach of the of the bowling team. And he was recently let go because of an affair with one of the bowlers. So she had to fire her assistant coach, who's also her husband. Yes. Because he... Because he slept with a student athlete. Unethically slept with a student athlete, but the student by doing that, he also cheated on the head coach, who happens to be his wife. Yes. And I I don't want to make light of infidelity and marital problems, but... And maybe... But it gets even better than this because the way this guy has explained it it seems actually like an explanation Sean would give for certain things. So I guess you could say his head was in the gutter ball. You so he, oh, 
one was gonna. I was waiting for it. So this guy first oh, goes. You're a real bowl of laughs. I know that this was. It's not funny. All right. Morty, stay in your lane. An ethical no-no, but I didn't break a law, so he wants forgiveness for that. But then the real <laughs> the real kicker is he starts to tell everybody, and again, he's freely saying this in defense of himself, how at first he was a volunteer assistant, so he wasn't getting paid. <laughs> then he did eventually get paid, but was always asked to do too much, was disrespected, so he almost feels like he deserved he was owed this. the side yeah. piece. <laughs> Unbelievable. These are real words from this guy. So and who does he, he say these words his, uh... to? The, the, the Daily Sentinel. Okay. Can I... This is going to sound extremely sexist. I don't mean it that way, but I want to preface this by saying this. Please say it anyway. You know, cheating on your wife's a big deal if you got to get away with it, right? Like, we could all agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Can you yes. picture that many highly attractive female bowlers where that would be worth it? No. Like, when you think of beautiful women, do bowlers come to mind? No. To the point where you're like, I'm going to throw my life away for this. Now, some of those women that used to play pool, a.k.a. billiards, like there was the uh, the Black Widow. Yeah. She was sexy, right? Janet Lee, Janet right? Lee. There were a couple of, There were a couple of good-looking female pool players. Okay. I never... Uh, you got a good-looking soccer player. Yeah, but I never went to a bowling alley, and I've been to quite a few, and went, wow, the, the talent in here tonight is off the charts. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you were a female going to do this the other way, would you want to go to a hockey player with no teeth? Is that worth it? No, nobody ever saw Pete I Weber as a there. sex symbol. Yeah. So, I it, did. You did what? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. He's you your did. number two after Tom Hanks? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Quote, I was the stay-at-home dad for five years with the kids while Amber got to go off and coach the team. When she'd get back, I'd run practices on top of taking care of the kids while she was back. When they'd travel again, I would sit back and take care of the kids. Then when I got hired, paid, she almost forced me to run practices. I was a volunteer the entire time before that, trying to help out Amber. Once I got hired on, one thing stemmed from another. I felt like I was doing too much what I was being valued at. So he stooped the player behind her back. Break. Because he had to watch his kids when right. I went on the road. I'm gotta, tired of watching my kids, so I'm sleeping with a bowler. Because he had to be a, a straight-up Costanza move. Totally. Oh, yeah? Well, I had sex with one of yeah. your players. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's fake. And you, what, he had to beg to be hot? What were his credentials to be an assistant bowling coach, by the way? Married a head coach. Right. <laughs> and I, should, I think it's and obvious. And run practice. They he bowl. Want, he didn't want to be a husband, so he uh, he cheated on his wife. So they're not doing sense. wind sprints and watching film. No, they're, they're eating nachos and washing their hands. Can I get another pitcher of beer? What do you you guys want to go play the crane game and see if we could get a right. get an alien from Toy Story? Chicken fingers from the snack yeah. bar. Yeah, coach, did you watch the film? Yeah, a little bit straighter next time. A little running, bit more to the left. Running a little practice. Bit harder. Yeah. With well, his schedule, when did he ever have time to spare? Huh? It's not funny. And by the way, forget running practice when the real coach is out. When it comes to the meets, do they call them a bowling meet? I don't know what they call them. Bowling match? Match, probably. Probably a match. What's the assistant coach's job? To grab everybody's left sneaker and turn them in to make sure they get their bowling <laughs> shoes? <laughs> what possibly could an assistant coach... You want to talk about wasted budgets around here? How about whatever school's hiring an assistant bowling coach? By the, Pay way, for the, the, the idea make sure of all the size a, nines are claimed. 
The idea of a college bowling team showing up to a meet or a match and everybody having to rent shoes from the front desk <laughs> is very funny to me. What do you mean you're out of eights? We're in a tacky button down that says Stephen F. Austin in polyester. <laughs> And you got your lumberjack ball bag. has <laughs> provided shoes. Hot. The actual bowling ball store that's in there that's never open every time you go. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the lights are always out in there. Why? The bowling pro shop. Yeah, the bowling pro shop. There's nobody ever place. at the counter and the lights are never on, but it's always there. I wanted to get some Ross and why are not open? I need a wrist guard. Open up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's what's going on in those rooms. Maybe right. the room is for the assistant coach no, player I, consensual sorry. relationship. I know what the assistant coach's job is to look at the roster to figure out what three letters he has to put together so we know it's that person's name when they punch it in electronically on the board. <laughs> this guy's name is Carl. Oh, what am I gonna say? K A R. K-A-R. How ridiculous. Carl. I had to watch practice. <laughs> Come on. So he got back at his wife by having an affair with one of her players. Yeah. And what an odd place to flirt, too, to make that kind of move. You know, it's one thing to actually ask somebody out and then go bowling. You know, to kind of strike up this relationship, coach to, to student athlete at a bowling alley. I mean, what are you doing? Well, because now it's got me thinking that they you like def- the bumper, sweetheart. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, they they had <laughs> their first beer. encounter. He likes yeah. a seven ten split. <laughs> this guy had this first encounter with this player. <laughs> And then they would see each other at practice, and there must have been, like, this pent-up sexual energy. So, like, any time... Have you ever felt sexually charged in a bowling alley? Yes. Yeah, look at that roll. <laughs> it smells like athlete's foot <laughs> and old with. cheat. There it goes. <laughs> I'm assuming they changed venues. I would hope they changed venues. We yeah. still got two more dumps left, just in case. Okay. Well, with that... Maybe we get to the update. Should we, by the way, since Speaking we just think of, wait to stun till next hour? We could push stun back. Yeah, yeah might as well. That. We'll do stun yeah, next I feel like hour. we were stunted at. Yeah, okay. There we go. So it's almost like the NBA's Rookie of the Year for next season has been decided with Victor Wembanyama now one step closer to becoming a pro. Last night, the Spurs selected the Frenchman first overall to kick off the draft, ushering in a new chapter for big men around basketball. The game shifted a little bit in the last the last couple of years, and uh, I think it makes sense because uh, yeah, you need you need a combination of skill, but also of luck and genetics to be, to be the best. And the, the best lately have been bigs, and European bigs. I mean overseas bigs. Spurs head coach Webinyama. What was that? <laughs> Victor Webinyama. Did he say that? Yes, he did yesterday. By, by the way. Was that the female student's name? Was her name Allie? No, the coach's name was Amber. Because for bowling, Allie? Yeah. Yeah. I should just go back to not paying attention. It's not funny. What? I did not like that one. What was ich about? I don't like that at all. That's not funny. That's not funny at all. Backwards, Brian, by the way, twitches in. I'm telling you all, I've seen fine ladies bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Spurs head coach Greg Popovich, that's Greg with two G's, said they're thrilled with Wembenyama. <laughs> the real way to, spe- uh, to spell it, right? Yes, the, the, only way. Way. the only way as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he's been highly touted as the next phenom for years. Of course, anybody would be excited about getting the number one pick in a draft, so uh, I'm very excited. 
you don't want me to jump up and down, do you? Put on a show for you? I'd do a somersault, but I'd be out for three months. Did someone step in something on one of the I'm sidewalks so in New York dude. City? Am I seeing something in the treads of those sneakers? I have dog poo <laughs> on my sneaker, and it stinks. <laughs> oh, symbolic, oh, isn't it? Off. Are you sure it's not your poo? I mean, it's... <laughs> It's in play, is it not, Pete? <laughs> That's right. Sure didn't eat it? <laughs> yeah, he went lick it just to make sure I'm not going to lick it, but it stinks. <laughs> As he puts his shoe to his face. Exactly. I'm not going to lick it, but if you get me a spoon, I'll tie it. Yeah, sure. Man, can we just move on with our lives? Nope. <laughs> yes. Yes. Go to the fits right down the hallway. Yeah, Take you don't need to. I mean like that. Oh, I okay. meant like enough with like clean up after your dog. Yeah, say it was 20 days of work. Come on. <laughs> go over there. Yeah. <laughs> He really is the loser in all this. He's going to have so much to do. <laughs> you know it. It's coming. Pete's going to stab you by 4th of July. <laughs> Multiple eight-minute pieces. Yeah. <laughs> can, somebody asked you if we can cry when Pete kills DA. Is that allowed? <laughs> I'll cry in jail. <laughs> Back to you, Greg. <laughs> After that top pick, the Hornets were second. They selected Brandon Miller out of Alabama. GM Mitch Kupchak said there wasn't much debate and that Miller was their guy all along. We think he's the player that is the best player. Um, and we feel, I mean, they, they're both excellent players. And they're both will probably go on to have long NBA careers. Um, but he's the one that we feel, you know, would have the best NBA career. As a Hornet. Great insight. Uh, Scoot Henderson went third overall. Miller, a second-team All-American in Tuscaloosa, uh, Tuscaloosa, averaged over 18 points and eight rebounds, shot 38% from downtown, was also named MVP of the SEC tournament. All of this overshadowed by his connection to the capital murder case involving former Alabama player Darius Miles and another man. Sliding down the pole was Villanova's Cam Whitmore, who was a projected lottery pick following his freshman season, but ended up going 20th overall to the Rockets. Perhaps something popped up on his physical. No, I promise you it's not. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know, like, what happened, but, I mean, I feel fine. It's my body, but, I mean, if they think it's something different, I mean, they have their own opinions, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's my body. Finally, yeah. I say it all the time whenever the Chili's waitress comes over. It makes me feel guilty about ordering dessert. They've if, never made you feel guilty. If you ordered a first dessert. They encourage it. <laughs> Guys, can you let the choke They out? know your no. order. Oh, my God. I don't know why you'd order dessert while you're waiting for your table. That seems a bit <laughs> premature. <laughs> <laughs> the I get hey, past you guys. You, huh? don't look like, you don't look like that by accident, Greg. Why are you ordering dessert in the bathroom? <laughs> Body by Sean. <laughs> dessert while you wait. <laughs> if you have dessert before dinner, it doesn't count. <laughs> it's right. You it's healthier. It's healthier than having it after dinner. That's right. no denying that. That's get just, it all now. Dems defects. <laughs> Listen, Are you done? Are you done? I'm done. It's science. Just right. eat your dessert before you sit down. You know what? Science. Speaking of dessert, <laughs> have we lost another legend this week? It's a DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is that why the Duchesne thing got messed up? Oh, no. Now that I'm on the hot... Oh, my goodness. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Good times, man. Good times. It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Mraz Bogus rolling on through. We did briefly just say, my last Radio Row week, we didn't know it at the time. 
will be a week where I book Ben Franklin and two nuns. <laughs> Put that on the resume. That's why you're going over there. <laughs> we need that. That's right. <laughs> Has the contact to Ben Franklin. Let's go. <laughs> we can get these athletes anytime. We need nuns. You know, nobody loves nostalgia more than Pete the Body Bilotti. And good humor, I think for the second straight year, is taking a run at our heartstrings. And I want to know if it's for real because the last one was not. It was last summer we said, goodbye, Choco Taco, never to be seen again. And there was a big outpouring. How could you get rid of the Choco Taco? And everybody who hadn't eaten a stale wafer filled with freezer-burned ice cream in years came out to buy Choco Tacos and said, I can never live without this, even though they had for so long. Then they pulled back and the Choco Taco came back when they realized people were upset. Now, goodbye, toasted almond bar, folks? Personally, I don't care, but I understand the pain of a lot of America that this is just, and apparently slowly, no warning, yeah. it has just faded out of freezer cases in your local supermarket. The Toasted Almond Good Humor Bar is no longer. I'll Good tell man. you why it's dead. I grew up, Bob, his go-to ice cream man order was the Toasted Almond Bar. Yeah. I mean, growing up as a kid, he could, I couldn't get it. So much so that I stopped liking it because I was like, all right, enough. How many times are you going to get a Toasted Almond Bar? Uh, it's very old school. The growth of technology and the ability to get actual soft serve ice cream on almost every ice cream truck these days. It's not just the Mr. Softy classic in some of the big cities. I mean, wherever you go in America, for the most part, now a lot of people still have only ice cream, but there's a lot of these big places. You can get the soft serve machines on the trucks. Mm. Nobody wants the bars anymore. Unless you're a really little kid, in which case you're going to fall in love with, like, colored, um, you know, like, Scooby-Doo bars or... Uh, yeah, Spider-Man's face. Spider-Man and Sonic and all that stuff. You know what I mean? They, I want the blue one. I want the green one. That kind of stuff. So these classic ice cream bars, they're just not going to be sellers anymore because they were so big on the streets with the ice cream. That's man. a terrible assumption by them. Oh, because, I you meant by me that that's yeah. why. No, that's a terrible assumption because, you know, not everyone wants soft serve. You know, like, there's a time where I want strawberry shortcake uh, in a bar form. I agree. I, I, you know, like, the, they thought that with the with the old wrestling ice cream bars, and now you can't even make them. Those are so, they were so good. They, I, I feel like, I, I think there's a reason why you can't even make them, because someone owns, like, the, the rights to them, and the exact bar, you can't well, even make anymore. Or the old, I never see the old baseball mitt with the yeah. gum that was the ball yeah. in it. I used to love that stuff. Now, oh. that being said, I'm guilty of this, too, because when I'm shopping, if I do buy ice cream in the freezer section, and I have two kids, I never grab the ice cream bars. Well, but never. I think, I think toasted almond is the problem here. That was, like, the year of toasted almond was, like, as you said with your dad, like, 1966. But it's still good. Yeah, but the other ones still exist because they're better. Strawberry shortcake, better. The chocolate eclair one, better. There's a birthday cake variety. They're better. Yep. The problem is the flavor more so than the oh, soft serve machine. Oh, I think machine. toasted almond's better than strawberry shortcake. Yeah, well, you'd be wrong. People love strawberry shortcake because it's pink. Carlos chocolate knows. eclair people take a lap. When we come back, a little MLB with Steve Buchanan, DraftKings, next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.